section seventeen of the central period of the middle age nine eighteen to twelve seventy three by beatrice a lees this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter eleven frederick i and the lombard communes eleven fifty two to eleven ninety part one the death of conrad the third marked the end of the age of st bernard and the beginning of a new era in the history of western christendom the empire once more became the political centre of europe and the papacy fell into a subordinate position the mantle of the great pope gregory the seventh seemed to have descended upon the great emperor the imperialist hildebrand frederick i frederick was the son of conrad the third's elder brother frederick of hohenstaufen duke of swabia and of judith sister of henry the proud duke of bavaria he thus reconciled the conflicting claims of guelf and ghibelline and he had all the qualities of a leader of men beauty of person charm of manner strength of will and force of character german songs and legends still fondly recall the ruddy golden-haired bright-eyed redbeard rotbart barbarossa the impersonation of all that is best in the teutonic race frederick was unanimously chosen king in an assembly of the princes which met at frankfurt on march fourth eleven fifty two the essential principle of the law of the roman empire wrote otto bishop of freisingen the young king's uncle is that kings are appointed not by right of blood but by the election of the princes frederick was chosen not only on account of his energy and courage but because he was of the blood of the two rival families the henrys of weblingen and the welfs of altorf and like a cornerstone would unite their walls and thus by god's help end their ancient feud frederick indeed began his reign by conciliating the welfs saxony and bavaria were again united in one hand when in eleven fifty four the princes adjudged the bavarian duchy to henry the lion while count welf henry's uncle became marquis of tuscany from germany the new king turned to italy he had resumed the negotiations which conrad the third's death had interrupted and had made a treaty with the pope but it was not till the end of eleven fifty four that he was free to cross the alps and claim the imperial crown meanwhile eugenius the third had died peacefully at rome and after the short reign of his successor anastasius the fourth the englishman nicholas breakspeare was raised to the papal throne as adrian the fourth a determined opponent of the pretensions of the senate a riot in which a cardinal was killed gave him an excuse for laying rome under an interdict and forcing the citizens to submit and to banish arnold of brescia yet he was still surrounded by enemies and he looked for deliverance to the german king frederick crossed the brenner with a small force in october eleven fifty four and encamped in the plain of roncaglia to receive the homage of his italian vassals and to hear the complaints of those aggrieved 
from the first he showed that he would brook no defiance the towns of asti and chieri which refused redress for wrongs done were burned milan the oppressor of lodi and como was put to the ban of the empire tortona her ally was besieged sacked and destroyed after receiving the lombard crown at pavia frederick marched upon rome adrian the fourth came out to meet him and very reluctantly the emperor consented in accordance with old custom to lead the pope's horse and hold the stirrup for him to dismount to the roman citizens he showed himself less complacent when ambassadors from the senate and people of rome approached him and demanded in the name of the illustrious mistress of the world that he would observe their ancient customs and laws and bestow on them a largesse of five thousand pounds frederick haughtily interrupted them will you know he is reported to have said where the ancient glory of your rome the grave dignity of your senate the tactics of your camp the strength and discipline of your knighthood your undaunted and invincible courage in battle have gone all these are with us germans with us are your consuls your senate your soldiers charles and otto wrested the city with italy from greek and lombard and brought it into the frankish realm i am the rightful possessor let him who can snatch the club from hercules having thus thrown down the gauntlet to the republic frederick entered rome and on june eleventh eleven fifty five the pope crowned him emperor in st peter's a fierce fight between the romans and the germans followed you might see wrote otto of freisingen our men slaying the romans as if they were saying receive now rome german steel for arab gold thus do the franks buy the empire though the romans were repulsed they held the city against the emperor refused to supply him with provisions and compelled him to retreat it was probably at this time that arnold of brescia who had been taken prisoner and delivered up to pope and emperor was put to death his body was burned and his ashes it is said were cast into the tiber lest the people should worship him as a martyr when in the summer of eleven fifty five frederick i returned to germany he had made it clear that the italian communes had nothing to hope from him it could not indeed be otherwise with one who regarded himself as the heir of the caesars and whose chief aim was to restore the roman empire to its ancient glory arnold of brescia might dream of the austere freedom of the early republic but frederick's visions were all of the splendid despotism of imperial rome to germany the young emperor came as a peacemaker frederick the pacific pacificus disorder and lawlessness were sternly repressed and old feuds were healed bavaria was formally ceded to henry the lion and the claims of frederick's uncle henry Yasomirgat, were satisfied by the creation of the hereditary and privileged duchy of austria from the old bavarian eastmark with the addition of several counties the emperor's own position was strengthened by his marriage with beatrix the rich and beautiful heiress of the count of upper burgundy footnote 
the later franche comte between the Saône and the Jura, its capital was Besançon, and footnote. The king of Denmark owned his overlordship. Rebellious Poland was subdued, and the faithful Duke of Bohemia was rewarded with the royal title. By 1158, Frederick was ready to cross the Alps for the second time to subdue, as he wrote, the pride of the Milanese, which had lifted up its head against the Roman Empire. If his presence had given peace to Germany, his absence had led to a renewal of civil war in Italy. Tortona had been rebuilt, and Milan had resumed her struggle with Pavia and her oppression of her weaker neighbors. The Pope, deserted by the Emperor, joined the Byzantine Greeks against the Sicilian Normans. But he was forced to come to terms with William the Bad, the son of the great Roger, and to invest him with Sicily, Apulia, and Capua. With William's help, he made peace with Rome, where hatred of the empire was now stronger than distrust of the papacy. The strained relations between Pope and Emperor came to an open breach in 1157, when at the Diet of Besançon, a letter from Adrian IV to Frederick was read in which he wrote of the imperial crown as conferred by the church and alluded to the still greater benefits beneficia which he would willingly have bestowed on the emperor the word beneficium was legally used for a fief and the imperialists saw in the letter a claim on the part of the pope to treat the german kings as their feudal vassals for the italian kingdom and the empire they remembered the picture in the lateran palace of the emperor lothair the second receiving the imperial crown from innocent the second and a great uproar arose which increased when cardinal roland afterwards pope alexander the third exclaimed from whom then if not from the lord pope is the empire held frederick calmed the tumult by his personal authority and proceeded to issue a manifesto in which he declared that he held the kingdom and the empire from god alone by the election of the princes and that to say that he had received the imperial crown from the pope as a benefice or fief was to speak falsely and to oppose the divine decree and the teaching of saint peter adrian the fourth afterwards tried to explain away the offensive words but it was plain that the revival of the strife between empire and papacy was only a question of time in the summer of 1158, Frederick marched into Italy with a great army. Pavia, Cremona, Bergamo, Como, and Lodi rallied to the imperial standard, while Piacenza, Crema, Brescia, and the islanders of the Lake of Como supported Milan. The emperor assigned the fugitive men of Lodi a new site on which to rebuild their ruined town, and then advanced in force upon Milan after a month's siege the haughty city yielded and was granted easy terms but como and lodi were freed from her yoke and she had to admit the emperor's supremacy and to obtain his ratification of the appointment of her consuls a solemn assembly or diet was then held on the roncalian plain in which frederick's imperial pretensions were clearly defined the archbishop of milan is said to have applied to him the maxims of the civil law of rome that the law-making power had been entrusted to the emperor by the people 
and that the prince's will had the force of law quod principi placuit legis habet vigorem the four most famous doctors of the great civil law school at bologna with consuls from the cities formed a committee to inquire into the imperial rights and drew up a list of regalia or royal privileges to which frederick was entitled rights over highways and rivers and in ports and markets tolls and fines rights of coinage fisheries mines and the right of fodrum or provision for the royal army many of these dues had lapsed or had been appropriated by the nobles and cities and the resumption of them by the emperor was bitterly resented still more irksome to the cities was frederick's scheme of superseding the authority of the municipal consuls by the appointment of a representative of the imperial power called podesta potestas power these magistrates were generally strangers to the towns in which they ruled and were supposed to be superior to local feuds and jealousies and to wield impartial justice the idea of setting up a sort of dictator or arbiter among the jarring city factions does not seem to have been new but the imperial podesta was hated as the minister of an alien and despotic power the lombard cities began at once to rebel against the new order and to feel the weight of the emperor's displeasure crema was destroyed after a terrible siege and milan was once more put to the ban of the empire for three years from april eleven fifty nine to march eleven sixty two the city held out against the imperial forces then overpowered by superior numbers and worn by famine it surrendered unconditionally the emperor was at new lodi and thither came the consuls the chief citizens and the people of milan bringing with them the keys of their city their banners and most precious of all their carroccio or standard the rallying point of their armies the sacred car with a mast in the centre bearing a crucifix and the flag of st ambrose when the city trumpeters standing on this car sounded a blast for the last time it seemed wrote an eye-witness as if the dirge of milan's pride was being sung when the mast of the carroccio was lowered before the emperor while the citizens prostrated themselves and begged for mercy the bystanders were moved to tears only the emperor remained cold and set his face as a flint the lives of the citizens were spared but they were no longer to live in milan their chief men were kept as hostages and the stately city was given up to the vengeance of lodi como and cremona and its other enemies to be wrecked and despoiled god said the archbishop of salzburg as he stood among the ruins has done unto this city as she did unto others the emperor's insistence on his rights made him enemies not only in lombardy but in tuscany where the old question of the title to the matildine inheritance was revived at rome pope adrian the fourth formed a league against frederick with william of sicily and was negotiating with the lombard cities when in eleven fifty nine he died suddenly the only englishman who ever occupied the chair of st peter nicholas breakspeare had risen from poverty to this great position yet he often sighed for his early obscurity and thought the hardships of his past life slight 
in comparison with those which he had to endure upon the papal throne his death was the signal for a schism in the papacy party spirit ran high among the cardinals and while the anti-imperialists elected cardinal roland as alexander the third the imperialists on the same day chose cardinal octavian who took the title of victor the fourth the emperor supported victor and his election was ratified in a council at pavia where his rival was excommunicated the king of sicily and the rebel lombard cities however declared for alexander the third and he in turn excommunicated the emperor although unable to resist the power of frederick he was forced early in 1162 to take refuge in france he succeeded in winning over to his side both the french king louis the seventh and henry the second of england while by degrees the feeling in italy changed toward him and in 1165 he was able to return to rome the second act in the great tragedy of the strife between empire and papacy opened with the schism of 1159 the eleventh century had seen the struggle of the papacy for spiritual independence the thirteenth century was to see a struggle for temporal supremacy the twelfth century saw the pope allied with the communes of italy the schismatic emperor of the east and the orthodox kings of western europe against the absolutism of the german caesar in the eleventh century the conflict between pope and emperor was a sort of duel in which the other powers took part merely as onlookers in the twelfth century it was more of the nature of a battle in which the other powers acted as auxiliaries to understand the complicated history of the latter half of the twelfth century the growth of national consciousness in western europe and the development of international relations must always be remembered with the close connection between eastern and western christendom louis the seventh of france henry the second of england and thomas becket frederick barbarossa and henry the lion the byzantine emperor manuel i and the kings of sicily william the bad and william the good all gather about the shrewd and politic pope alexander the third who reigned from 1159 to 1181, outlived four antipopes, and saw the triumph of his cause in the Peace of Venice in 1177 and the end of the schism in 1180. The emperor paid a peaceful visit to Italy in 1163, yet he did nothing to appease the increasing discontent of the Lombard communes alexander the third also was unceasing in his efforts to build up a great coalition against the imperial power and by eleven sixty six armed intervention had become necessary the pope the roman republic the king of sicily the young william the second who succeeded his father early in eleven sixty six the emperor manuel and the republic of venice were all hostile to frederick the anti-pope victor was dead and his successor had little influence above all the precursor of the famous lombard league was seen in the union of venice with verona vicenza padua and treviso to resist the emperor's oppression the cities had realized that their strength lay in cooperation frederick entered italy toward the close of the year eleven sixty six 
as if despising the complaints of the lombards wrote a contemporary he did nothing to redress their grievances but marched upon rome the city was taken after a fierce siege and on august first eleven sixty seven frederick and his wife beatrix were crowned in st peter's by the anti-pope pascal the third alexander the third disguised as a pilgrim fled to the sicilian normans and the emperor made terms with the senate his triumph complete as it seemed was destined to be short-lived a terrible pestilence broke out in rome and almost destroyed the imperial army the flower of the german nobles perished among them frederick's trusted adviser reynald archbishop of cologne and his young cousin frederick of schwabia the son of conrad the third on august sixth the emperor broke up his camp and with difficulty led the enfeebled remnants of his great host to pavia never since the world began wrote thomas of canterbury to alexander the third have the power and justice of god been more clearly manifested than in the destruction by so shameful a death of the authors of this great persecution behind the emperor during his absence from lombardy the communes oppressed beyond measure by the imperial officials were beginning to organize their resistance early in eleven sixty seven the four towns of cremona brescia bergamo and mantua thinking it better to die than to live in such shame and ignominy formed a league and bound themselves to help each other against unreasonable exactions on the part of the emperor or his representatives and to restore the exiled milanese to their homes milan was rebuilt in the spring of eleven sixty seven and the league spread rapidly even lodi was forced to join it and though frederick put the cities to the ban of the empire he was powerless to check the movement in december eleven sixty seven the Vironese league and the lombard league sixteen cities in all united in the lombard society societas lombardiae renewed their oaths and vowed to resist all exactions to which they had not been subject between the reign of henry v and the accession of frederick i in march eleven sixty eight the emperor with a scanty following retreated over the mont Cenis and returned to germany almost like a fugitive with disappointed hopes and diminished reputation nearly seven years passed before he saw italy again years in which the lombard league grew rapidly in strength and popularity a town called alessandria in honour of the pope alexander was built at a point of great strategical importance at the junction of the rivers tanaro and bormida commanding the northern road from genoa to milan and the road to turin and the mont Cenis, in a marshy district between the territories of the two most formidable imperial powers pavia and the marquis of montferrat by eleven seventy four when the emperor could once more turn his attention to italian affairs both pavia and montferrat had deserted his cause and the league numbered thirty-six towns and all the feudal lords of the po valley it was governed by rectors chosen to represent the various cities had a common army and was pledged to common action in resisting oppression End of section seventeen